Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. If you are a new subscriber, you can benefit from using the playlists that are on the Master's Voice. To get to the playlist, all you have to do is just look below this video and click either on the title of the blog, the Master's Voice Prophecy blog, or just click the picture icon. And it's going to take you to something like a dashboard. On the dashboard, you will see home, you will see about, you will see channels, you will see community, playlists, and videos. When you click the playlist, you will find that videos have been grouped together helpfully to, come, to familiarize you with themes on the master's voice. So one of the main themes on the master's voice is the Russia and China playlist. Please always make sure if you're a new subscriber, those videos are very important for you to be familiar with. They are the first prophecies that the Lord directed me to make into video when the blog started a video ministry three years ago on, I think it was August 21st, 2020. The blog itself is four years old. I started that May 19, May 29th, 2019. And the prophecies that you find on the master's voice stretch all the way from 2012 till now, September, 2023. So if you're new, you can benefit from looking at playlists such as the supernatural playlist. There are two of those. One is about giants, Nephilim, and the other one, and fallen angels, and the other one is uh, just only alien prophecies. There's also the repentance playlist. It is very important for us to understand that repentance is the key to God's heart, God's mercy, and a deeper relationship with God. The Lord God is extremely holy. He is extremely holy. He is holiness personified. That is his nature. Uncleanness cannot dwell with God. Darkness and deception have no place with him. And therefore, for God's people to be one with his spirit, they need to undergo the process of repentance. The problem is that repentance is a lost art and doctrine. Now to most of the modern Christian church, the truth is not told about repentance. Focus of Christian teaching is put on how much God loves you and how God will do anything for you. And you can never do anything wrong in his sight that will cause him to cut you off or separate himself from you. And that is simply unbiblical and not true. Hell exists for a reason. And that is because a ton of people are on their way there. And that is because of the way they live and the fact that they have no remorse for the sin that they tolerate in their lives every day. And a man cannot have remorse for sin when he is subjected and receives and joyfully seeks out the kind of teaching that tells him that he's such a beloved son or she's such a beloved daughter that she can do no wrong. There are many people running afoul of God every day with the choices that they make, with the fake Christianity that they are walking in. And those people are in for some very rude awakenings as we go deeper into the end times. For the end times are a sifting time, a trying time, a testing time. And as I said in the prophecy from, I think it's all the way from March, March or May, 2023, it's called the year of the test. The Lord said, that many people will simply be unable to continue faking their Christianity. He is going to put such a squeeze on the church that you will either have to shift and become a real Christian as you go through testing, purging, and trying, which is sanctification, 
or you will simply fall out of the race and we will all see that you were a tear all along. And a lot of people are going to fall out of the race because they're not embracing repenting of their sins. They're not re embracing acknowledging their sins. They're not embracing a regular pattern of confessing all sins without excuses to the Lord so that they can be cleansed of them and so that the blood of Jesus lifts those things like a stubborn stain off of your soul so that you can be exonerated before God. So look at the repentance playlist and also look at the sin series because there's a ton of people who don't understand what things God considers sins. And we're not going to be able to get away with that for much longer. You have the Bible. You cannot walk around and claim that you don't know what a sin is because the Bible, it does not mince its words when it's listing what sins are and what things are unacceptable to God. And this is, this is a problem in the church today. Actually, God is holy. Everyone agrees that he is holy, but there is a strange rot in God's people whereby they want a holy God, but they also want to be able to carry their weaknesses and make excuses and allowances for those weaknesses and say, Oh, but he knows my struggle. How long will he know the struggle for? Do you actually think that this narrow road has room for you and the struggle indefinitely? If people do not separate from the things that they tolerate in their own lives, the things that they make excuses for, the things that they continually cover, the times ahead will do the work of separation. The wheat will be gathered into the father's barn and the tares will be put into fire. So if you are new, you might want to benefit from the audio platforms that Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Google podcasts. You can get through the prophecies much faster that way, especially if you're going the playlist route. Simply listen from the oldest to the newest prophecies and you will come out so much more the wiser, so much more knowledgeable about the very many topics that the Lord has been addressing here in written video and now audio format four, three, and four years, respectively. Today's prophecy is continuing with coronavirus, continuing with the future of vaccines. Today's prophecy is called forced, forced vaccines and the coming of the beast. And this is the prophecy that I said, I had never spoken of this prophecy before, but it was published on the Master's Voice Prophecy blog. This is the image you will be looking for a lion and a dragon. And these are the animals I saw in this experience that the Lord gave me. The title of the prophecy is Forced Vaccines and the Coming of the Beast, August 20, 2021. So that's two years, I think, two years and a bit since I saw this. And this was in that year of people lining up to take COVID vaccines. So this prophecy is not going to appear on YouTube. You're watching this prophecy. You're definitely watching it on BitChute. You're watching it on Rumble. You're watching it on Brighteon. Please get on one of these alternate platforms because these are basically my backup channels. Uh, YouTube does not allow me to speak freely of these things. And I have simply had to make the value decision that it is more important to be able to speak freely so that I leave nothing out rather than employing this very infuriating system of speaking in code and speaking in, um, all sorts of strange things that make it impossible for me to be able to cover the Lord's material in depth and with full, 
with as much clarity as I can. And so these prophecies are not going on YouTube. The only thing that will bring you here is a link. So if you happen to come here and you know somebody who watches this channel who may not be aware that I'm covering um, vaccine prophecies and going over things, God has brought us full circle again, then be sure to let that person know or send the video link to them from there because YouTube at least will send out a notification, but I don't know if these channels do that. So uh, we have to be vested in knowing the truth. Please, we have to be a part of our own truth journey. We have to be um, researchers. We have to be like the Bereans. We have to check. We have to do a bit more research. We have to work a little bit harder because they're not going to make it any easier for these conversations to be had. Uh, the, the channel gets targeted all the time. You want to take this video and put it on Facebook and Facebook simply recognizes once those words, master's voice gets into the Facebook site robot, it will simply refuse to upload. Um, and so it's going to be like that and get worse in the near future. So we just need to be a little bit more flexible and a little bit more committed to get the information forced vaccines and the coming of the beast. And this was two dreams, two very strange dreams. And this prophecy came to me right in the heart of the COVID period. So the Lord first revealed this vaccine thing to me in April, 2020. And the dream that I had here is identical to that first dream. And that first dream really struck a chill in my heart because uh, that is where the Lord referenced the scripture in Revelation 13, where it says he causes all. So what God was referring to there is the fact that they're, they're going to give this thing to everyone. So you are listening and you don't want to hear that. And yet I am here for the things that God has revealed to me. This video is going to reference two prophecies as a witness to what I just said. And what I just said is they're going to give this thing to everyone. And so there are people who automatically will say, not me, and well, God bless you, because it's either that you would have passed away by that time, or you just have a slightly higher opinion of yourself than the word of God. And that has nothing to do with the rest of us who are listening to understand and to cry out to the Lord. That first dream, I saw a struggle arise on the earth. And this thing struck a chill in my heart because this was a great struggle. And I will describe that struggle here in this dream because it is identical to what I saw, except that it was a year and a half after the first dream. I saw a great struggle in the first dream. I saw the map of the world laid out and I saw all the peoples on it, all the different nationalities, something like that. And a struggle arose on the earth and that struggle had to do with vaccinations and the vaccinations were being given by force. I did not see anyone giving another person a vaccination. It was a sense pressed upon me as if one is trying to resist a great force, a force many times greater than the strength any of us possess. That force was so overbearing that it covered the whole earth. And people were struggling against that force globally, but we could not discharge the force. To discharge the force means that we could not prevail against it and push it off, whether by prayer, whether by crying out, whether by seeking God for mercy. A great cry arose against the earth. 
um, arose across the earth and we could not prevail against that thing. And the Lord brought that, that scripture and he caused us all to receive a mark. And I remember I was saying to the Lord in the dream, Father, I, I don't know what this is that you are saying, but I know that I cannot take anything. I cannot, I will and shall not. And all the Lord answered me was, and he causes all. And so this thing will be an overbearing and an overwhelming force that cannot be discharged. And when that time comes, as you will hear in the prophecies that I will share, including this one, it will be days of lamentations and wailing upon woe. And it is very important, the posture of the heart that God's people will have in those days. In that dream, the first one from April 2020, when I was lamenting before the Lord in my sleep, he said to me that his faithful people, those who are forced, if it is against the person's will, so that automatically cuts out the people who willingly went and took this thing. Remember this first dream is April of 2020. Lockdown has just started, maybe two weeks into it because lockdown started, I think here in America, March the 15th, something like that. So two weeks in, God showed me this thing that you guys have been locked down for, something is coming and it is a vaccination. We had not heard a word about vaccinations. They had not started anything about flattening any curve. All they were telling us is we're all in this together, America. We'll get through this. Look at all these celebrities and just feel a warm, fuzzy feeling because the celebrities are locked at home and the politicians are locked at home and the president's locked at home and we're all locked up tight together. Well, God showed me that vaccines were coming, that vaccines would become a force that could not be discharged, and that he is faithful who would come to the point of force. In some jurisdictions, the force will be that they will grab people and give it to them. And I'm telling you now, wilderness hunter people, you already have your Davy Crockett hat on, your Daniel Boone uh fox fur boots on and you're thinking well little ladies i'm going up to the hills they will hunt you down in those hills just a moment please they will hunt people down in those days and that is because in those days these people would have gone beyond what can i call it normal methods of hunting and tracking the beast system is going to surpass needing to take bloodhounds into the hill and give the bloodhound the shoe and the dog smells the shoe and then follows a scent. What these people will be using in the end times is a combination of sorcery. It is a combination of spiritual magic. It is a combination of extremely enhanced technology such as we have not yet seen. A lot of stuff exists and we've never seen it. It's never hit a single scientific journal, and that's because it's not time for us to know it yet. When the time comes for us to know it, they will begin to tease it in journals and tease it in their little private symposiums. They will go to Davos and then maybe publish a paper with three lines mentioning that thing. But by the time it comes to public knowledge, it will be too late. And this is why prophecy is a gift. Because God doesn't go to Davos, and God doesn't publish 
scientific papers. And God doesn't go to the little um, exhibits that they have when they're ready to show us robots and flesh suits and things like that and spare bodies. God sees already and he sends the word back from the future that he has already inhabited and he has already praised his holy name. Jesus has already taken victory over the future that I'm speaking about here now. And he's sending word back here to tell us of what things will come. They will have all kinds of methodologies to hunt people down. And, and we simply, even I cannot explain to you how they just know that there's a cave and there's a person in there. Those black, those black robot things, those black semi-human cops will just know. Even the people that will change from the vaccines that they have taken will just know that this is an unvaccinated person there. It will just be a kind of signaling, a kind of heat-seeking, but not really heat-seeking technology as we know it. There will just be a kind of knowing, and that knowing includes spiritual power. It includes spiritual magic. And this is why human methods of responding to the things I say are patently useless. If you are hearing of a time when you can be tracked using mix of technology and otherworldly means and spiritual power, then what are you and your survival skills and your gun going to do against these things? And this is why I always tell people, these prophecies are intended from God to test you. And he told me to tell you the truth. I think about these things all the time. They're in so many prophecies. Many people don't understand that the test is simply whether you will cut away from the world, I'm not telling you to go and live in the hills, but whether you will simply be able to break off the shell of what you know and progress into the next stage, which is it's Jesus or nothing. It's the spiritual route or nothing. It's prayer and fasting or nothing because the weapons and the ways of man cannot prevail in an era where things are of the spirit. The things of God are nonsense to a carnal-minded person. The fake Christianity people, the lazy Christianity people. You may not be fake, but you're lazy. You don't study and you don't pray and you don't fast and you don't have anything in you that's ready for what's ahead. And so, of course, you are terrified all the time. You get a notification and your heart rate just spikes into the heavens because you're lazy because you're not making hay while the sun is shining. You're not working while it is called while, it, while it's still called day. You can't prevail against spiritual impetus. Impetus means a force. Impetus means a push. You cannot prevail against these things with a carnal attitude. With simply, well, nope, not me. I won't comply. America, what are you talking about? I went through my notes today and now I'm ready to talk. Now I'm ready to speak. The number God gave me for coronavirus casualties is 95 million. <laughs> 95 million will go in the ground from this thing. Whether it is a combination of those who took it, the next wave that they are planning for, and the final wave, which looks like something I've never seen. I have a dream, but because the Lord has not completed that dream, he has not completed the understanding of the dream. The dream was dreamt, yes, but his word on it did not come forth. So that, that cannot come. 
There are waves yet to come. 95 million. When he woke me up and he told me that, this was sometime last year, perhaps June of 2022. I remember I was sleepy and the first thing my brain tried to do was separate the numbers. My brain tried to say, well, it's either nine or five. It can't be 95. Because then why would God say that basically a third of us will fall to the ground as cut down wheat? My brain was like, it's either nine, which is bad, or five, which is still bad. But together, he cannot possibly be saying 95. And he continued to say it until I came fully, fully to consciousness and began to say, but Lord, that is a third. That is nearly a third. And he was asking me, my daughter, if people could take this with only the merest pressure, what do you think they will do when it's no longer the pressure of a mandate for your job, but it's now the press and the pressure of extermination. Extermination, that means death. That means the threat of death. Force vaccines and the beast August 20th, 2021. I dreamt once again that vaccines were forcibly given around the world. Whether it was in America or anywhere else, I was looking at the scenes of different continents and countries. And the Lord had a very confusing mix of flags slipping past me quickly, like in a movie. And as I watched in this dream, it went just as far as the dreams I will share for you for the coronavirus vaccine mandates became law. So everybody is, is, is right. A vaccine mandate is not a law. It's not codified anywhere. It hasn't actually gone through the proper channels and been signed into law. But just as I was prophesying in 2021 and within two or three months, they would do exactly what God was showing me in the dreams. My dreams were always ahead of what they were doing. When I prophesied that I saw life split in this country between what I call always the haves and the have nots, the do and the do nots, I said that I saw the coming of an electronic pass, an electronic code. And I said that those who had this thing on their phone, I saw that they were able to go to the movie and I saw, excuse me, please. I saw that their life stayed perfect, but I saw myself like the pelican on a roof and I was only able to go to the laundromat and go and buy food at the supermarket and just go right back home. I had no life because I said that I saw that people had something on their phone that gave them access, something on their phone that made them better than me. And then a few months later, Excelsior Pass was born, the QR code that came on the phone, the COVID pass to show that you had taken your vaccine and you could go to the movies and you could go to the opera and you could enter any, any establishment here in the United States, here in New York City. But I was not able to enter a single restaurant to buy coffee, to buy a meal. I was persona non grata. And in the dream, I looked at Jesus and I was sad. I was sad and I said, Lord, what is this? And he said, this pass is the precursor to the mark of the beast. It is what comes before to separate the people and make a distinction between them. It is not the mark, but it is certainly what comes before. It will be very hard for those who take the pass to resist the mark when it comes. 
And so God has always been pointing to a time where separation will be simply, please listen to me, Christians. Let the unbeliever stand aloof and do what the unbeliever must. For some of them can be ministered to and preached to, but some of them have a rock of pride within them. But you that names the name Christian, even if you are a backslidden and rebellious one, try to grow an ear in your chest for the voice of the Lord. The time is coming where the separation will be impossible for you to fake that you are a Christian. You will have to prove it. And some of that proving is going to come by blood, rapture people. Some of the proving that is ahead of us will be at the marchers fall. The marchers will fall. Some of the proving and the separations of the people will be that some people will simply say, if I perish, I perish. And instead of going free like Esther did, they will perish and receive the martyr's crown when they meet the Lord in heaven. And so he said that this Excelsior Pass and the date on the Excelsior Pass prophecy is April the 1st, 2021. So this is almost, is just exactly a month, a year after the one, the prophecy that I just described, April 11th, 2020. That one is called Force Vaccines and Aliens. This prophecy with the past that I saw come. And then a few months later, this past became a reality. And that's how it was for me in 2021. 2021 was a year of just predominantly COVID stuff. And the reason it was like that is because 2020 year was the, 2021 was the year that the pedal hit the metal. After they had told us, we're working on this and we're going to get it to you. And they started rolling out the trials in December of 2020. And God gave me a warning dream with the three elephants that is called survival of the fittest. Well, 2021 is the year that this person was crying out from the rooftops, sterner and sterner in every prophecy. Why? Was it my choice? No, I was sterner and sterner because God was sterner and sterner. He was so angry and so hard at those taking this thing. And that is because besides the fact that it is a separator to who is faithful to God and who is not, besides the fact that it desecrates the temple, besides the fact that, as he says, they will pierce themselves through with many sorrows, the greatest effrontery of the vaccine was that you looked in the face of Jesus and you looked in the face of that troll, Fauci, and you chose the troll. You chose the government to dictate to you what your temple should do, what your temple should be, and what you should put into it. The first of the lying wonders that comes with all deceivableness, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I think it's verse 9, 10, 11. It cut down the first wave. It cut down the first crop. That is the greatest heart of the Lord's anger in this thing. It is that something else was a savior, but not him. When fear came and when COVID was at the door, Psalm 91 was still there. It's promise stating no evil shall be for you. No plague will come near your door. And people were like, yeah, well, we see all that, but let's just help that stuff along. And these are hard things to hear now in the aftermath, but there is nothing I can do. I have to be true to the prophecy because this is my work. 
Something that comes before, something that comes to make it difficult when the main thing comes. So I come back to this prophecy now from August the 20th, 2021, forced vaccines and the coming of the beast. And I saw in a dream, whether it was America or across the world, I saw a confusing mix of flags as God was showing me that it was all the territories of the world. They were slipping past like in a montage and the vaccine mandates became the law. And wherever these mandates went into effect, life got very restrictive. It started like this. We were told you can't do this and you can't do that because it's against the mandates. Then we were told you can't have this and you can't have that and you can't go here and you can't go there because of the mandates. So once again, just like previous years, just like the first time when the past came and the past determined who could enter a building and who could not, life became so restrictive because we went past mandates into law now. And you have to understand a mandate, you can challenge, you can do this and you can risk the fine. But when it's a law, you're now going up against the rules. You're going up against the rules of the country. Now there's, now there's legal precedent for this. Now the thing has gone from being a bouncy balloon of a mandate that could maybe intimidate people. And now it's a solid rock in the hands. It's a law. So this thing caused obvious segregation and life became very horrible. Christians, I speak to myself often in this house and I preach to myself all the time. I am the first audience of the things that I hear from the Father. I am a willing audience. I am all ears and I preach to myself all the time. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. A Christian should become skilled in preaching to themselves first because we have ears and the words that we speak go back into our own ears. It is possible to preach and prophesy back to your own soul that you encourage and you teach your own soul. And today I was preaching to myself. Why is it that in this time and in this era, the church is ignorant of the theme of suffering that runs through this book from the start to the end? Why are they ignorant of the theme of suffering and the greater theme of sacrifice that is required all the way from the garden of Eden? The Lord sacrificed an animal to cover for Adam and Eve's sin. Who created this doctrine of a free gift? The animal paid for our sin, our forefather and our foremother's sin in the garden. And since then, sacrifice has been required and Jesus never asked anyone for a sacrifice that he was not able to make. He went first. For the Bible says that he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. So before this world was made and before any of us came to be, Jesus led by example and he laid down his life. Sacrifice. But the church insists that no sacrifice be asked of us. We're not appointed to wrath, they say. Jesus wouldn't beat up his bride, they say. Ignorance of sacrifice. Ignorant that somebody's blood ran for our freedom, that nothing was free. The blood paid to make us free. So we are averse to suffering and we are averse to sacrifice. And yet these laws made life terrible. The life became horrible. People really felt the terrible grip of the law clamping down on their lives and limiting them to the bare minimum and from that point on, 
life went from being just terrible. Life went from being just terrible until we were limited to the bare minimum. The bare minimum might have something to do with food. No entry into organic places, maybe. No entry into any kind of places. Being forced to actually go all the way out of town to a farmer to get food. And then life went from being just limited to downright dangerous for everyone who refused to take the vaccines. However, it was the law. And so people who were in defiance of the law were found, hunted down, and injected against their will. And once again in this dream, God showed me a terrible struggle that broke out all across the earth. It was the same as every dream that I've seen of this theme before. A horrible struggle took place, but the Lord never really shows me the struggle when it comes to this group thing that he shows. He never really shows me physical people fighting, fighting for instance, a police force or things like that. What, what it comes is, like I said, a terrible struggle to, to rise above and be unable to rise above. Just think of someone who is perhaps drowning and is fighting for life to rise up, to come above the water, to come above the waves and is simply not successful. You don't need me to tell you what happens when a drowning person is not successful to rise above the water. The water prevails and the person is the loser. So th this struggle was, was like a rolling. It was like a rolling. It was like a press. It was like a, a tumble of human bodies and human cries, a great tussling and the sensation of pain, great pain. Many people, I am telling you now and giving you wisdom, how to guard against perhaps suicidal depression and things like that. When this era comes, when this era comes and you live in a neighborhood and you know, they've caught everyone else and you just know it's a matter of time, perhaps you're homebound. Perhaps you have a disability. You can't run. You can't flee. It will offend against the person. The sense, the sense of self. It will offend against that. Because before it's even come, it has that effect in me. I've shared here many times that it is the greatest honor to be a human being. And above that, an even greater honor to be a human being who is saved by the name of Jesus washed clean by his blood, a daughter of the most high. It is something that I don't take lightly. I don't wear it lightly. And I don't like to play around with it like many people do. A little Christian, but a little filthy at the same time. It offends against to think of a defiling agent pressed upon the person. And there will be people who will not be able to reconcile it when they are caught. And so they will think better off dead. And you better not try it for you are bought with a price. And this thing, it is a gift and you are a steward. Stewards don't make final decisions. You, you own nothing. You are not your own, the Bible says. We are Christ's. You own nothing. You don't make final decisions about stuff that is not your property. So do not try it. And so it will cause great pain. It will cause great pain. And it will cause great strain. And it was depicted to me as a mighty striving to uproot a great tree. You strive and you pull and every vein that you have to uproot this tree. To say no God. But even though there were many souls, souls struggling against that force. That force was big and terrible. 
and we could not overturn it nor prevail against it, no matter what we did. And so that is it. That is what the struggle against the vaccines in this dream looked like, like people striving against great weights that they couldn't break or remove or escape. It was just a terrible push on earth, a wave of fighting that eventually subsided and died down as people were caught even in hiding, even in hiding, and they were given this thing. It was a very dark period for the world, and my heart clutched to see this taking place. The next dream that I had was this, and this part relates to remote delivery. If you are watching this channel for the first time, please go and look at the video that is called Remote Delivery, COVID Vaccines and Medical Technology as a Weapon. That video was just made, I think, a day or two ago. And remote delivery, God says, is the next step. So they're not going to have people coming to the hospital and saying, oh, please come in and let's give the inoculation. That's what you saw in 2021. They set up centers. First, it was medical centers, because, but, but then as their plan, as their great plan really got going, then they were taking up entire gyms, school gyms, and large areas to vaccinate as many people as they could. And one of the prophecies that I brought from the Lord in December was fulfilled during the course of the year where they set up pop-up booths, just a, just a white booth that's written, get your COVID-19 vax here. And then later on, as we progressed into 2022, then it was get your booster here, a booth that just pops up in the street and some pimply 19-year-old is standing there with a mask and this person is supposed to inject you with who knows what. Remote delivery is a way, it's the next step up from having an authority figure give you a medical treatment. Remote delivery is letting you know that you're in charge of your health, you're in the driver's seat, but it is also a way of delivering to you something that is not disclosed. That's the delivery part. The remote part is that they give it to you and you go away and you basically do it to yourself. And you hear these people talking about quantum tattoos things that they want you to tap onto your skin. It's like, oh, it's a thousand little micro needles and you just tap that on and it's a little discomfort and then a little paralysis and a little myocarditis and a little tons of other side effects that we haven't studied yet because we want to study them on you. That's remote delivery. Give it to you, let you go away, and then they deliver to you what they didn't tell you. And some things that were coming to my mind Concerning this, I've written them down is, for instance, injecting harmful substances into the food and into animals to warp perhaps their DNA, to warp perhaps their nature or both. And you consume it on the back end as the consumer. And then you take these substances into you because the animal or the plant that you're eating is the remote delivery system. It is the food that they will give it to. And then you take that and you consume what they've given the food. I shared an article from 2017 that was talking about remote delivery systems. And one of the acceptable methods that was written in that Berkeley article was, wouldn't it be nice if we could figure out a way to put vaccines in candy and deliver it to the children that way? That is literally what one of the scientists said. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be great if we could get the vaccines into candy and then give it to the children? And so I have a prophecy here about injecting, injecting poisons and growing poisonous food into the food supply. 
The prophecy is called A Food Crisis is Coming, and it's from September 22, 2021. So all this medical information was coming out. And in that prophecy, the Lord was showing that they're going to be growing food. They're first of all going to manufacture a food crisis. So they are going to destroy the food sources, destroy the animals, destroy the crops, deliberately damage the existing food change, the, the existing food chain. And then they're going to change the food and they're going to start drawing, growing hyper poisonous food. This is food that will cause what the Lord was calling mega cancers. So this is the kind of thing where cancer will perhaps give you a length of time between diagnosis and, and, and you might have a chance. You might have a chance to be able to fight against this thing. But the type of cancers that I saw in that dream, it was like eight weeks, 10 weeks, and you would lose a struggle. There was no question that you could fight this off. You could get a diagnosis and say, doc, I'm ready. Give me the chemo. I'm going to fight back. There was nothing like that. These things were wiping people away. The diseases were so venomous and so powerful due to the food that we were consuming. And we, the, the food was being given to people because of the manufactured food crisis. And bodies like the, I guess like the United Nations and those other bodies were, were, were just carrying on. It's a crisis. It's a crisis. We need to grow uh, a fast growing food. And then they use that to put those poisonous foods into people. And a lot of people, when I say a lot of people, a lot of people were taken away by that. So another method of remote delivery is putting stuff into the animals, putting stuff into the food supply, this, uh, finding ways of disguise, like what this person said, about putting the vaccines in candy and giving the candy to kids. It is also staggered, staggered delivery, like microdoses. And this is what the boosters are. The intention is for people to boost themselves into the afterlife. That is the intention. That is why you keep getting told that it will expire. And to end up to a place where you're told that the thing you took isn't so efficient and so you need to boost it. Well, how did we start? How did we start this path? Well, we were told that it was 100% effective. It was 100% absolutely irrefutably effective. You would just take one and then you would be protected forever. And then it was 85% and 62% and whatever other numbers they could come up with. And then eventually, it was just better than catching COVID. So it, it helps to have a long memory for these things. In the end, the best they could say was, it, it, it's, be it's better, it, it's better than catching COVID. And yet, what are we seeing now in 2023? It's September, 2023. What's written on the CDC website right now in black and white ink? The new variants is more likely to be caught by vaccinated people than unvaccinated. So what was the point? The point was remote delivery. Boosters, microdoses, bioengineered delivery systems like mosquitoes, mosquitoes that were released in front of everybody in Florida recently, mosquitoes with a known eugenicist telling us, Bill Gates, that he's working on mosquitoes. These are remote delivery systems. And so... When we talk about remote delivery, it means that something has been brought to the end user, maybe by their consent,
but then their consent was not informed consent because if they had known that something would be brought, perhaps they would not have agreed to it. And so in the second dream, I saw the world depicted as a house. The Lord showed me the world as a house. So I just want you to imagine a house. Perhaps you can imagine the whole house and then just imagine that the house is cut in half and take one half away so that you can see directly into the house. So now you're only looking at half a house. And this house represents the whole world. And the house is divided into two pieces. It has a very small upper piece. So by no means is the upper piece large. It is a small upper piece. And then the bottom part of the house is the majority of the second piece. Small upper piece, about this much. Large, lower piece. And in that house, as I was looking now with the house open before me, I saw people doing every conceivable activity that people do. I saw children playing. I saw students studying for exams. I saw people sitting to the table and having dinner. They were having breakfast in some areas. They were having lunch. And you know that it's different time zones of the world. I saw lecturers teaching in front of eager students in colleges. I saw workers at meetings sitting and talking with their colleagues and bosses. I saw people who were sleeping and I saw people on their way to work. And I basically saw every phase of life going on in both the upper level of the house and the lower level of the house. And then suddenly, a thick black line, like a border, about this thick, several inches thick, appeared around the house. So to focus, I want you to simply look at this and imagine this as the thick border that appeared around the house. Nobody saw this border, but I, looking as an observer, saw the border. It was thick, it was vibrating, and it made me very tense. So it was alive, this border. And before I could do anything or react, the head and the hands of a man appeared above the house. So it now looked like a house below and a man's head and his hands, exactly like someone about to do a puppet show. That is what I saw. And this man was holding a very large flat magnet. So if you look in relation to a, a house that you can see, the magnet was about the size of one of these large airliners. So it's a very big black magnet. And then with that powerful magnet, this is what he began to do. He began to rub this magnet at different parts of the house. He started rubbing it at different parts of the house. And this is the reaction I saw. Please listen. When he rubbed it on the left side of the house, nothing happened to the people who were at the top. So if he rubbed it along the entire left side of the house, the people at the top of the house were totally unaffected. They carried on with their lives and they had no idea that someone was out there rubbing a magnet. But when he got to the bottom part of the house, all the people at the bottom part flew to the left side and stuck to the left side of the house. They immediately responded to the power of that magnet. They went tumbling head over heels and none of them could resist the pull of the magnet on the left side of the house. And then he went and rubbed it at the top and nothing happened to the people at the top part of the house. But at the bottom part of the house, all the people flew up and stuck on what was their roof. So at their level, they all flew upwards and they stuck there and they were dangling there helplessly. And then he moved the magnet down to the right side. And again, the people at the top unaffected, the people at the bottom completely flew across and stuck to the right side of the house. And so he began to amuse himself in this way, moving the magnet to the left and to the right. And sometimes he moved it across the hole so that the people at the bottom went tumbling head over heels from the right side to the left. And he was playing with them that way. 
while the people at the top were completely unaffected by the powerful magnetic signal that was being applied across the whole world. They weren't hurt, and they simply did not respond to or even perceive the magnet at, as all, at all. And when I woke up, this is what the Lord said, these vaccines are of the beast. They are the preliminary step of the ultimate mark. They cause those who have received them to bind to the beast, and that will make them much more willing to accept the actual mark when it comes, the final mark will be physically administered in the hand or the forehead. Whoever accepts that mark will be eternally cut off from my presence forever and damned to the lake of fire. These are those that will respond to the call of the beast. And those, he said, there are those who will respond to the call of the beast and there are those who will not those who by reason of corruption in their mind, body, and their spirit will respond to the beast signal. And those who by reason of my spirit within them will stay free of corruption and not heed to his signal at all. The vaccine makes a person bind to the spirit of the beast such that when the time of the mark comes, they will be very willing and accepting of it. But to some who shall handle dangerous serpents, nothing shall by any means hurt them. There will be a remnant. There will be my people. There is life after this. And this final sentence is where I will start with the explaining. To hear God say that there is life after this is perhaps one of the greatest comforts if you know how to understand the Lord's speech. See, the Lord will bring a prophecy that will cause the heart to fail. You're listening to this prophecy by now. Some are in tears. Some are frozen. Some are paralyzed with the weight of understanding now the kind of choice that they made, perhaps when they didn't have access to this information. And so the heart gets heavy. And then the Lord says, there is life after this. This is one of the, this is one of the Father's greatest comforts. When he's telling a person like me that's handling this kind of information, knowing that it is going into thousands, perhaps tens of thousands of hearts over time as these videos find a wider and wider audience. When God says there's life after this, then he means that there is more to come. And it's not necessarily all doom. It's not necessarily all heavy heartedness. For I do not consider the Lord's words doom. The Lord's words are righteous. When, when we do things, we understand here in the mortal realm that actions have consequences. So I do not understand why Christians think that in the immortal world, where God is the greatest of the immortals, why in their world they have no concept of the fact that actions have consequences. They invented, God invented this truth that actions have consequences. For this mortal world follows and gets all its cues from the immortal world, the spirit realm, where God alone rules supreme. So this is a comfort to hear that life comes after this. And that comfort is because when this thing is administered, these vaccines, they are a part of the beast system. And you can hear the Lord telling you exactly what they are. They are to flatten a curve, but not the curve we were told. The curve it flattens is to separate obedient from non-obedient. It is to separate sheep from goat. It is to separate those who, as he says, will bind to the beast. You're wondering what the second dream means. The second dream means that there is something inside the body And when that thing 
is switched on, like I explained in the other dreams. There is a massive contingent that will have no control over their response to it. They will have no control. They will respond to whatever this signal is, whatever this impetus is, whatever this push is, they will respond. And yet, and yet at the top, these things will have no effect. These things, though it may be in the body already, they will have no effect. For the Lord says, by the operation of his spirit within. So from my side, what the Lord told me to tell people, and it came under only one prophecy of the nearly 20 COVID prophecies that I received over the period 2020, 2021, 2022. And then all of a sudden, God just switched off the COVID prophecies. He literally, just as abruptly as he started them, he just switched them off. And the reason for that is because he said, the time for warning was passed. The time for remonstrating, the time for wisdom to cry in the streets, crying out to her children, do not take the pill. Do not take the boosters. Do not take this. The time for that was over. And just, just as suddenly as the prophecy started, and I labored in them for a year and a half, that's how they finished. And we were in the realm of something else, fallen angels, Nephilim. How not to become a transhumanist cyborg in the years that are ahead. So when God says that there is life left, there is life left. And what I was told to tell people is that you have offended against the God of heaven and earth, the creator of all life. And that you owe him an apology and that you must repent. And this repentance doesn't have to do anything to do with you feeling sorry for yourself. It doesn't have anything to do with you going, oh, but I didn't know. That's not repentance. That's your lack of due diligence. To repent, you must acknowledge that you have done wrong. That is the heart and the core of repentance. You must acknowledge that a wrong was done. That's the first step. The second step is that you must open your mouth and confess that the wrongdoer was you. You cannot say, but then they were telling me that they were going to throw me out of the house. You cannot say, but Celestial, I'm a father and it was for my job. These things, let me tell you something. For the Lord told me to be transparent with you. Many people, they, they talk to me as if um, for some reason, if they can only explain what the reason was, then I'll say, oh no, you know, uh, that makes sense. I'll, I'll be sure to tell God. Understand that I don't exist for purposes of your soul. Just see it that way. Just look right past me. I'm not here. When you die, you will stand before God. And I tell people all the times, if you know on this earth that the things you say and the excuses you make would not wash, what are you planning to tell him when you stand before him who is a flame of fire from the waist up as John the Revelator was describing. And then he said, living amber, which is just more fire from the waist down. So you're going to stand in front of one who is hotter than the human torch. Fire above and fire beneath. And I always say to you, these things that make so much sense to you on earth, are you really planning to stand before him in eternity and go <clears throat> and get started telling him the things that you tell yourself to comfort yourself down here and you think it's going to work out. You think these excuses are going to be awesome and he's going to say, well, 
thank you for putting me in the picture. God sees our hearts. And this is why repentance is a gift. Repentance is the chance to take your heart there and say, I was a fool plus 10. And I'm only here now. I don't know what outcome. I do not know what outcome it will be for me. But before all is said and done, I came to say sorry to you, Jesus, for what I did to you, Jesus. The Lord only instructed me to say one thing, that should you find this video at any point, he told me, tell them to repent. Tell them to repent. And tell them that I said that the soul is greater than the body. God is telling you right now that this body of flesh, this body of clay doesn't play much of a role after death. It rots and the worms eat it and it turns to sand after it's gone through their bellies. But the soul, that's the thing you want to look after. That's the thing you want to protect. That's the thing you want to make sure doesn't get cut out of the lineup when it comes to being in the judgment of the righteous at the end of all things. That's the thing you want to take back to him and tell him, I am sorry. I am on my knees. I'll beg for mercy after like Hezekiah, but first I am here begging for your forgiveness for what I did to you, Father, because I saw you and I went right around you. I saw you and I jumped right over you because they were telling me that we're all in it together. And I wanted to put the little, to the, the little I got my vaccine curvy thing on my Facebook. I wanted to feel part of the crowd. And I forgot that the crowd on the broad road is always headed to destruction. I forgot about the narrow road, my father. I'm not here to even beg for myself first. I'm here to tell you sorry. I wounded you because I did not regard you as God. Once you start there, then you can move into Hezekiah's prayer, which you can find in Isaiah 38. Once you understand that you wronged the father and you must make it right while you are still breathing, then after that, you can go to the next thing that he said. He said, tell them that Hezekiah also prayed. Hezekiah also prayed. Hezekiah received a judgment of death and he prayed. And that is where my authority as celestial starts and ends. That is all I can tell you. I cannot offer you any false hope. And I cannot tell you that repentance automatically equals mercy, automatically equals nothing would happen. I cannot. The only thing I can offer you is that what the Lord says, that when these people turn savages, he says that the savage people, the people who will be zombified, the people who will be reanime, he said that they arise out of a subset of the vaccinated. So if you are someone who's able to listen and put two and two together and not come up with 22, but come up with four, the vaccinated are a group. And he said they arise out of another group, the group who were vaccinated. So the zombie people come out of the vaccinated people. When something comes out of, it means it is a portion of so that means that not every vaccinated person turns zombie. What the factors are as to why they do not turn, I will not speculate because this is not a conspiracy channel. This is a prophecy channel. And my road is always clear in front of me because I have the tablet with what he said. And I'm true to it. Repentance is key. Repentance, repentance is mandatory. Repentance is the law. When you offend against the Father, you owe him you're sorry. 
You should care about how you made him feel more than how you feel when you hear these words. For these words are not intended to throw blows at your soul. Your soul that has already pierced itself. Your soul that is already tender and crying. No. These words are to let you know that spiritual laws are higher than human feelings. That spiritual laws will live eternally and forever while mankind will turn to dust after the worm has eaten us and turned us into sand. And therefore, the one who is a Christian will always live to the spiritual truth and will learn how to control the feelings, the body, the emotions. It is God first in this kingdom. I am telling you, I have learned it. I didn't buy it at Walmart. I had to learn it. You will also have to learn it. It is God first above it all. How you feel, how tired, how, oh no, this is too much. This is too much. No, it's not too much. It's the end times. It's just right. It is just right. You owe him an apology. So I suggest you read Isaiah 38 where Hezekiah prayed, and I suggest you read Daniel chapter 9, where Daniel prayed, and I suggest you read Psalm 51 and Psalm 32, and start to work on those prayers. It's not going to be a one-shot thing. You will repent until you feel the weight of his displeasure leave you. When it leaves you, you will know. It will be as if a wind is blowing afresh in your soul. And you will feel like, well, no matter what the outcome is, I know I am forgiven. And that's the whole point. That's what it really means. There is life after this. Whether it be life here on earth, life outside of the body, that's what the Father means. Because the Father's never speaking to right now. You can't expect an eternal person to conversate like we conversate. He's never talking to right now. This is a person who saw before all things and sees after every last one is gone. When the whole book is fulfilled and there's no prophecy left to bring forth, not a single word of Daniel or Obadiah or John the Revelator, not a single one will go unfulfilled. When it's all said and done, God alone remains. That person's conversation, you have got to rise up to be able to match that kind of conversation. It's not cheap conversation. It's not the kind of conversation you can casually pop your head and it's like, has anything happened? Has anything come true? No, stop that. Stop that. This is a long haul journey and you need to pack properly for it or you will fall away like the chaff, like the people in the desolations are determined prophecy. The blade will come into the earth and it will cut down wheat and tares. And the automatic separator will put the tares in one basket and the wheat in another basket. And that will be the end of the whole thing. And so as the Lord was talking to me and saying that when this thing has been put into people's bodies, these, these vaccines, he was talking about how it lowers resistance to the time when the mark will come. And he was saying that it will cause people to respond to the beast signal. And you heard the dream about how uh, there was a, a line, a living vibrating line put over the whole house, that is the whole earth. And where the stimulus was, where the magnet was put on the left side or at the top or on the right side, like that, people were moving in response to that. And this is indicative of 
even a larger picture in the beast system, all who like beast things, all the people who like the Anunnaki, when the Anunnaki start coming out, then you just go and join them because, you know, you are a star seed. You want to know from what part of the constellation you originally came and how you got trapped here on earth, right? This is what you want to know. You're not human. You do all the human things, but deep inside, you believe for more. You're better than that. You're better than human. And so when these things come and you follow them, this is literally your corrupted heart responding to the signal that will come to try the whole earth. Tear, tear, tear. Great are the tears of the house. So God showed me a beast as he was talking to me about people binding to the spirit of the beast, that when the time of the mark comes, people will be willing and accepting of the mark and everything that goes along with it. And he was saying that some people will handle dangerous serpents and nothing shall by any means hurt them. And this is simply the scripture where it says that if they drink any deadly poison, it will by no means hurt them. And this is God speaking in God language, telling the people that if you're one of those that they grab you, they pin you down. For their prophecies about pinning people down. There are two prophecies. One is called forced vaccines in America. One is called forced, vac forced vaccines in Africa. I got those two prophecies one month apart. They were both in 2021. Forced vaccines in Africa, forced vaccines in America. And in the American one, the Lord showed me a man in the park. He was not a Christian. He was one of those existential people who believe that the universe is behind everything and there's no good and there's no evil. It's all oneness in the cloud. So he was out in the park and he was having a walk, either a walk or a jog. And four police officers came behind him. And one of them had something that looks exactly like the scanning gun from the supermarket, except that it had a space for a keyboard. So it was bigger than the thing that just goes doot, doot in the supermarket. It had a keyboard on it and they simply pointed it at the man from a distance away and it recognized him. It knew who he was. It knew where he lived and it knew that he did not have a vaccine. And so the female officer pointed it and the thing identified him. And once they looked and they saw that it was a positive ID of the person they were looking for, he was an unvaccinated man in the times where the vaccine mandates were now law. So he had not taken anything and he was now literally a criminal because the law will say that if you don't have it, you're an outlaw, a fugitive, a renegade. And once you're an outlaw, a fugitive and a renegade, then you're outside of all legal protections and you're a criminal and they can do anything to you. And that's what they did. They went up to this man and they literally jumped on him. The three male police officers snuck up behind him and jumped on him. And the way they jumped on him was so aggressive that it's amazing that he didn't chip any teeth. They slammed that man down into the asphalt and his head went against the pavement. He was so shocked. And those three men pinned him down. And one of the officers, nobody was talking. They were just telling him things like, don't struggle, don't struggle. But one of the officers, the officer who eventually ended up giving him the injection, was thinking sanctimoniously. This man was completely brainwashed, the officer. He believed in his heart that what he was doing was for the greater good. That it was perfectly right in America to jump on a citizen pin him to the ground and inject him with a deadly substance against his will. For the officer did not think that the substance was deadly. He thought that the substance was necessary and that this man was part of the problem in society. People who don't listen and follow the rules and do their parts, 
That man was forcibly injected and he was hurt in the process of doing it. In Africa, what I saw is that they will bring a system of serious advertising. In Africa, the prophecy is called forced vaccines in Africa, and the method they will take there is completely different. They will not start off jumping on African people at first. They're going to start off by doing the same thing they did to us. Propaganda means togetherness. Togetherness means family, and family is Ubuntu. Oneness, closeness. We're all one. And the oneness is that we're all immunocompromised. That's what they told them. The entire continent was being told through radio advertising and media advertising and Facebook advertising. This is social media. And through every conceivable means, official channels, the news, newspaper articles, you name it, they were being told that they were immunocompromised, that their immune systems were at risk, that their immune systems needed boosting. And so they were being told that they have to take vaccines. And then to help along the propaganda, they had massive media campaigns. They got some of the best artists, meaning people who can draw and people who can do designing and things like that. And they, what they used was they focused on national symbols in the different African nations. So if, if maybe if an, an elephant means something to a country, then all the advertising will have elephants as a, as, a, as a way of relying on the national symbol to get people's hearts to say, you know, but we're doing this. So basically they're going to do to them three years later what they did to us in the beginning. Because here they, ap ap they appealed to sanctimony. People love to feel sanctimonious here. I'm doing my part. Did you do your part? You need to do your part. That's what tore families apart in 2020 and 2021. Family was families were torn apart because some family members were told, you're not doing your part, so you can't see the grandchildren, and we're not going to speak to you, and we're not going to come over anymore, and you're dead to us, except that death happened a lot in the other camp that was doing it. Sanctimony, the do-good principle, the neighbor principle, do your part, be a good citizen. And many people wanted to be good citizens. So they're going to do in Africa three years later what they did to us. Sanctimony. Take care of the nation. If, if your national symbol is the lion, then you will see the lion everywhere on the propaganda. I'm telling you these things in detail that you be warned, that you be wise, that you be safe. So they advertised to them like that. And when it wasn't working, then what they did was they stuck vaccine readiness on basic things that people need. They stuck vaccine ready readiness on being able to go to school. They stuck it on being able to go to university. Things that we've already passed through and these things will all come back. These mandates will come back. Go and see the prophecy, they will go back. That prophecy, God gave it to me in depth. July the 28th, 2023. They will go back, you will go back, you will go back to the days of COVID. You will go back to standing at the bedside of your loved one. You will go back to being in your house. You will go back to not even having the right to exercise. Last time they gave us the right to go to the park, limited visitation. God says we won't even be able to come outside and exercise this time. And all America can say is a carnal response, do not comply because there's no understanding of the pressure of the spiritual wickedness that is about to come against us. That it's not word of the mouth that will deliver, but it is clinging to the cross at this time.
In Africa, they will attach it to everything. Your rights to do banking, your rights to apply for a new job. If you want to travel, you want to get a visa, they'll tell you, have you taken your vaccine? They attached it to everything. And the people revolted, I saw in that dream. They revolted, they went crazy. And when they began to revolt and come out in the street and have demonstrations and be very physical and very angry, then it moved to the point of the gun. They brought the soldiers out and the soldiers will have live bullets. Please understand. They brought the soldiers out. And I said that in that dream, I saw an old lady who, soldier or not, she and her grandchild said that they were not taking it. And they took them. It was in some village. They took the old lady and they took the grandchild. And they put them in front of one of the billboards. And the soldiers lined up. The soldiers lined up with their guns that have live rounds. And the old lady was standing over there and she was speaking her natural language, but I was hearing it in English. And she was saying, since I was a girl, since I was a girl, I never saw medicine given in this manner. Since I was a girl, I never saw anything given by compulsion, by force. And she said, I have never taken anything in this body and I'm not about to start now. And her grandson next to her, a boy of about 15 years, the child was afraid because he saw the guns. That old lady, gun or not, she was having her say. And when the boy was standing next to his grandmother and she was speaking those powerful words and the crowd was watching in shock and terror at what was about to happen, the 15-year-old grandson absorbed courage from his grandmother from the words that were coming out of her mouth. And he stopped trembling and he also stood tall and he was prepared for whatever it is that his grandmother was prepared for. And God shut the dream off at that point. And I did not see anyone's life taken at that time. These two prophecies came within a month of each other. I think the Africa one first and then the American one a month after in the middle part of the year of 2021. And so as God was talking to me all this, I saw the body of a beast and this beast was unlike any creature I've ever seen before, but it carried a lot of similarities from the scripture, and I will cover that, and then the video will come to a close. I saw a lion and a dragon merged into one beast at the same time, and the top of the animal's flank was the skin of a leopard. So when the animal, when I'm looking at it, it was a lion and a dragon fused into one creature, but it was kind of kaleidoscopic in that at times you would see a lion, at times you would see a dragon, and at times if it was positioned just right, I saw lion and dragon at the same time. But this lion was not the male lion, it was a lioness. And it was a dragon. And so at the top, no matter how it turned, sometimes it turned and it was a dragon. And I saw these deep red, angry scales of a dragon, but at the same time, at the top part of the animal, I saw a leopard. And then it would turn and it would be the female lioness with this golden fur that you find on a lion, but it was still the, potted, the spotted pelts of a leopard. And so no matter what it was, it was dragon or lion and leopard visible at the same time. And so this dragon had a very fancy plumage. It was a peacock plumage of red, gold, and green. And it was wearing it not as the peacock does at the back, as it's at its tail. The lion had this massive plumage. I mean, not the lion. The dragon had this massive plumage on its head of red, gold, and green. And the body 
was lion and dragon, as I said. And so I found this image and it does not even come close to what I saw. I think this is closer to a griffin. It has a dragon's body, it has wings, it has the tail of a scorpion, head of a lion, but this does not even come close to that image that God was showing me. And then um, God showed me inside the body of this beast. So I saw inside the body of the beast and I saw cells floating around. And I have a picture here for you. Those of you who have been watching CSI, um, that criminal investigation show, you know, sometimes when they're trying to show, well, this is how the crime was committed. And then they will zoom into the body of the person and we see the person's blood cells and things like that. Well, the Lord zoomed into this dragon, lion, leopard spotted creature and he zoomed in the beast's body and carried it to a very heavy magnification. And this is a perfect picture of what I saw. So please keep this image in your mind. You're looking at a picture of red blood cells that I found on the internet. And the cells were floating around inside of the beast's body, the dragon lion beast's body. And then human beings began to fly into the body of the beast. Just a moment, please. So people started flying into this creature's body. And as they flew in, each person bound to one of these cells and embraced the cell. And the way they did it, God zoomed in on these people's faces. They did it with a sense of love. They zoomed into the body of the beast and each person landed on a cell, whether it was a brain cell, whether it was uh, a, a a tongue cell, whether it was the cells of the fingernails or the red blood cells, all the different cells that are in the body, people flew into the body of the beast and they bonded with this peaceful and loving expression. They were clinging to and cuddling the cell that they landed on with a face exactly like they found home. As they hugged the cell that they landed on, they became bonded to it. And the Lord showed me that they became of one mind and body and soul with the beast. And I heard this, the beast was a lion. The beast had the skin of a leopard. The beast was also shown to me as a serpent with a huge head. I have never seen a snake that big, a massive snake with a huge head looking out from a high mountain across the whole world. And at the same time that I saw this snake, it also became a red dragon carrying peacock feathers and wearing a crown on its head. God is basically describing for us the beast of Daniel 7, that final kingdom, that beast of Revelation 13 that I have been talking about here for years. And people were bonding to this beast at a cel cellular level. And they were becoming one with the beast so that the life of the beast, the thinking of the beast, the desires of the beast, the motives of the beast, and the worldview of the beast entered into these people and they loved and served this beast. But at the same time, as I saw this thing coming to its powerful crowning glory, a serpent resting upon a mountain and staring out at the world as if the world was its territory, a serpent that was also a dragon observing the world, I saw that even as people bonded to it, there remained a remnant that stayed pure and true to God. And they did not adhere to, cling to, love, or follow this beast. 
And these things that I'm speaking must be spiritually discerned because this is straight out of the scripture. And all the Lord is doing is, as he did with Daniel and other prophets, he is using images to illustrate scripture that has always existed. People bonding at a cellular level means that all my prophecies that people say, it's so far-fetched and I think it's just a lie and it can't happen. All the prophecies where I say, that people are going to cut off all their sexual body parts and say, I don't wanna be a man. This trans thing is so last century. I don't wanna be a man. I'm not cutting off my male parts to become a woman. I want to be nothing. I want to be a mist. I want to go beyond asexual. I want to be a cloud. Call me nothing. This is what it means to follow the beast's worldview. The beast may not say those words, it will be humanity that God said will say those words. But when you see someone doing that, when you see someone plucking out the eye God gave them, perfectly working eye, to replace it with an eye that has an infrared scanner, because I want to be able to see at night. It's dangerous out there. What God is telling you is that the beast's thinking, the beast's mind, the beast's worldview has entered them. And what is the worldview of the beast? What does Revelation 13 tell us about this one who is coming to speak words against the Most High, Daniel 7, about this one who is coming to rail against God and all who are in heaven? This is Satan basically cursing his father and his angel brothers who did not fall. What, is it, what have we learned about this being? What we have learned is that he hates God and he hates all that is called God. And we carry the image of God. Let us make man in our own image. The worldview of the beast is to destroy the temple because Jesus was asking, will he find faith when he comes? And faith can only rest inside this body that knows and loves Jesus Christ. There is no faith. There is no saving faith in the alien loving crowd. They are already going to enter those ships and be eaten. I tell you the truth of this when the Lord gives a prophecy and says that the landscape of the future will be littered with the crushed bodies of people, who do you think those people are? It's the people that will go and form the welcoming party. It's the people who go out to the woods now and say, oh, come and speak to us. We're waiting for you, Sky Fathers. It's those people, as well as the, the people that may even try to be hiding, but will still be attacked by these creatures. But there is a contingent that will willingly go to the beast. They will bond with it. They will love the marvels of the end times, the lying wonders, the mysteries, the deadly things that are coming. They will love it. They will crave for it. They will find it as home. The strange surgeries, the potions, men getting pregnant and carrying the children. All this is the beast's desire. Why does the beast have a desire to see pregnant men? Why is there such a push in this modern time? Rapture people, since you think you're going somewhere. How is it? that the prophecies I have spoken just two years ago, a year ago, they are already unfolding, unfolding in front of us. What is the timeline that you are working with? Where you see the, prop the, the prophecies are coming to life now before our eyes. And you are still thinking that somebody is going to apply the brakes, stop the whole process, take you out of the picture, and then come back and let the process continue. Is this wisdom? Is this what the scripture has told you? 
because he said you have been faithful to persevere and you have been obedient and you have a little strength. Therefore, I will keep you from the hour that is going to come and try the whole earth. That's what it says. And then you interpret it to mean, oh yes, no, soon we fly. Is that what it says? When he says he will keep you, where did he keep Lot? Did Noah fly anywhere? Where does he keep the saints in hours that have come in history to try the earth? Where was Noah kept when the earth was tried with water? Where are the saints kept? When Jesus left and they were persecuting the followers of the church, putting them to death, were they snatched off into an energy beam escape? Or did they not have to scatter and go into hiding and lay low and God kept them? After their glorious time where 3,000 were added in a day, what happened when he kept them from the hour that came to try them from government persecution? Where is the wisdom for the time? Where is the sober-mindedness for the time? Church of Jesus Christ. Who is telling you these things? The beasts will desecrate all that God has made. If God has made an elephant with one trunk, Bet that Satan will make one with five trunks and say it is better because now the elephant can breathe five times better. For this is his worldview to destroy all that God has made, starting with the environment, starting with our structures, starting with normal life and ending with us. God's crowning glory will be changed to abominable abominations. And that is the worldview of the beast. And people will say, bring it on. This is better than what God made. That is the desire of Satan, to desecrate all living so that there cannot be found a single heart that will say, Jesus, even so come, I will wait until you come and you will still find a flame of fire, a flame of faith burning in my heart. That is the beast's desire. And so here's the word of God. Daniel spoke and said, I saw in my vision by night, And behold, the four winds of heaven strove upon the great sea, and four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion, and it had eagle's wings. I beheld until the wings of it were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, And it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise and devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, a dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth. It devoured, and it broke in pieces, and it stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. Daniel 7, verses 2 to 7. And this is Daniel talking about the coming of kingdoms that will come upon the earth. The lion... And then the second, like a bear, and the third, like a leopard, and a fourth, he said, 
that was dreadful, exceedingly strong with iron teeth and very terrible to look upon. And with those teeth, he said, it devoured, meaning that it consumed, it killed and it put to death and it break in pieces. This is breaking resistance. This is breaking existing social structures. He will think to change the times and the laws. This is breaking flesh, putting people to death, extermination camps. And it stamped the residue with the feet of it. The residue means that this is the kind. These are the ones who will not go along and will meet brute force being used against them. Residue, remnant, that tiny bit that would want to stay aside. The beast will go even after them. If the residue thinks that it will fly somewhere and the scripture is describing stamping coming for the residue, then it's either the scripture is wrong or the residue doesn't know how to read and understand who they are when they are reading the scripture. And Daniel says here that this beast will be different from every beast that came before it. And that is the beast system. The beast system has no use for this world we live in. It has no use for our money, our banking systems, our educational systems, the way we see children. We are, we inherently know that children are supposed to be protected. Well, children will be the new sexual partners of the future because the beast doesn't see them that way. The beast has no use for any human affectation, anything that the righteous, the moral, anything that is good, that is noble, that is true, that is life according to Christ. The beast has no use for it. And that is what its terrible feet and iron teeth are for, to trample the known human experience and it will replace it with a horror fun show and compel all living to participate in it, if it can. That is the beast's worldview. That is the beast's thinking. That is the beast's desire. And all who stay ignorant of it are at terrible risk because they are living in deception, in a fantasy. This is what Daniel was talking about all those years ago. The iron teeth, the iron kingdom, that will mingle itself with the clay, us. The second passage of scripture is Revelation 13, one to four. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and 10 horns and upon his horns, 10 crowns and upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. And the beast that I saw was like unto a leopard and his feet were as the feet of a bear and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and his great authority. And so you hear in this one verse, Revelation 13 and verse two, you hear the leopard mentioned, you hear the lion mentioned, and you hear the dragon mentioned. And all these three are what the Lord showed me. And that is why this prophecy is called force vaccines and the coming of the beast. And so, I am Celestial, and this is the Master's Voice. You have listened to multiple prophecies. In one, you have listened to Force Vaccines and Aliens. That was from April 11, 2020. The title of this prophecy that you are listening or watching is called Force Vaccines and the Coming of the Beast, and that's August 20th, 2021. You have also listened to Force Vaccines in America and Force Vaccines in Africa, and those two were in the middle of 2021. I don't want to stop the video and look for exact dates, but they definitely were in 2021, so those prophecies are also 
more than two years old since 2021, mid-year until now, September 2023. And so this is the master's voice. You will always find the truth of the Lord here. No sugar coating. Nothing is personal here. I have a work to do and I will do it excellently because I will be judged by how I delivered these words. Man will not be the judge of these words. It is the father that I will stand before and be asked, did you do as I said? And my answer, I desire for it to be yes, Lord, as best as I was able. So thank you for being with me. Please share the video because it will not be on YouTube. It's going to be much more difficult. I will put a slight intro video on YouTube to let people know that there's something here for them to watch, but please do your part. Share if you can. If they don't want to listen, that is also fine. God bless you. And until I see you again, goodbye.